Hi, welcome to So Yellow, a weekly podcast about our experiences as female Asian Americans. I'm Helen. And I'm Cindy. For today's episode, we'll be talking about what it was like growing up in a Chinese restaurant, working starting at such a young age, and how it affected our childhood and our relationship with our parents. How long ago did you start working? Hmm, I remember my earliest memories were in the restaurant, but mostly it was just me running around and like being cute. (laughs) (laughs) Your Um, job is to be cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I think I was like entertainment for the workers. I started out with like really small tasks in middle, I mean elementary school, like cleaning windows and doors and like helping carry around bags. Did you guys ever have those like pre-packaged packets um, with like the sauce and fork and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I had, I did that and I remember like being sitting in the back of the restaurant packing those and I would count how many I did and then once I hit 100, I, I was like, that's it, like I'm like amazing, like <laughs> I did so many and so... I remember this day so clearly. I ran around my whole restaurant telling like every single worker, like, guess what? I packed a hundred bags. <laughs> How <laughs> old were like, you? Oh, good job. I don't know. Like, I was super young. But I think people were like, wow, good job. And my mom was like, okay, time to pack more. (laughs) It doesn't stop at 100. (laughs) And the reason I love doing this stuff was because I was trying to get out of taking orders, which is like the next natural step Uh of the food chain, I guess. (laughs) But I was so shy. I was like too afraid to take orders. And so I think a lot of kids start when they're in elementary school. And I was in middle school and I had never taken an order before. And my parents kept trying to get me to do that but I was just like no no, I'm scared and so my mom tried to slowly ease me into it by um teaching me so we'd both pick up the phone but she would do the talking and I would do like the order taking and so I got a little more comfortable and then eventually I think I just got over it was this the takeout restaurant no it was our buffet restaurant oh okay what about you when did you start working I think I started later than most people Uh, I was in middle school and my aunt was visiting and she told my mom, well, usually when customers come and my parents aren't there, I go in the kitchen and yell, there's a customer. And so I was doing that. And then my aunt was like, you shouldn't make her work. Like at all the other Chinese restaurants, they make their kids work. And so she got the idea. (laughs) Yeah, I got the idea to start teaching me. And I was also really shy back then. And I remember my first customer, I almost started crying, like talking to them. Um, same though (laughs) yeah um yeah I think we had a lot of similar roles just like cleaning the windows taking orders packaging orders and then sometimes I would also be a waitress if we were low on staff I don't know if you had to do this but I also had to translate documents for my parents or call companies if something broke at our restaurant luckily my mom's English is like good enough where she just handles that on her own so I've never had to like deal with business related things for them but I've had to like translate things for them just like normal letters or like just anything they encounter that they don't understand yeah I remember having not only did I have to translate documents for my parents we had um, workers who also couldn't read English and so a lot of the times they would be like Helen can you help translate my mail for me yeah I had to do that too yeah 
there was this one lady she was a waitress and her husband was a chef and she was pregnant so i had to help her apply for medicaid and then also like take her to the hospital to get her like checkups all the way to like the day where she had to give birth and i remember the doctor was like you can have one person in the room with you so she had the choice of picking me or her husband (laughs) and she picked me and so (laughs) i was like in the birth room with her and yeah it was really crazy I remember when this happened, you're messaging me, <laughs> like, this is so weird. <laughs> yeah, but then when the baby came out, I almost started crying. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> you're preparing for the future. Yeah. yeah, I had to, like, help translate our workers' personal stuff, mm-hmm. and so being so young and also just, like, dumb, um, I didn't know anything, and so my mom would give me, like, their name and, like, one sentence of context, and she's like, hey, can you write a letter? I'm like, on what? Like, I don't understand what I'm doing. <laughs> I had the same thing happen to me a few months ago. So my family, they, they're not working in the restaurant business anymore, but they were trying to get me to read this legal document. And the chef was like, if you can't read this, then like all those years in school were a waste of time. And I'm just like so stressed. I'm like, oh my God, I better like get this right. <laughs> no, I was going to say that like whenever I don't understand something or I can't like figure it out or translate it, basically, mm-hmm. they'll be like, what did we send you to school for? I'm yeah. like, you don't send me to school to read these documents. Yeah, like I didn't take a class on how to read these documents. Oh my god. Yeah. It's like crazy how we can even relate on like our parents' reactions to stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not something they teach in school. How to be Fujo 101. Yeah. They always got me to do it too. Like they never asked my brother because yeah, they just didn't trust him. Yeah, I think my parents just trusted me more. Also, I think it's kind of sad that we both mentioned that we were late bloomers mm-hmm. when we were really just like I 12. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know like a lot of kids start younger. I feel like honestly, it's like a competition between parents like, oh, my daughter is like eight and she started already. And they're always like, yeah, she's not even tall enough to stand up, like to reach the counter. So she has to stand on a stool. Oh, yeah. I heard those stories too. They were like, yeah, it's like the someone... same. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do we know the same people? <laughs> like a copy and pasted story i remember my parents taught me how to like take orders really young Mm -hmm. like at home and they brought home a menu and they're like here study this as (laughs) if like i'm gonna be tested on it and then my mom bought me this plastic cash register with like paper money honestly it was like a smart move for her because Mm -hmm. i saw it as like a fun toy yeah and so i'm like oh working is fun (laughs) (laughs) um but no 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 So, like, I would pretend to be this cash register, and, like, my parents or my brother would pretend to order, and then I had to, like, figure out the change, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was so fun. Then it was, like, so different from an actual customer, because when I had to deal with real customers, I was so afraid I would, like, mess up. I was like, I swear they're gonna sue me, like, if I... (laughs) Did you have a calculator, or did you have to calculate it? Uh, my parents didn't believe in calculators, so they wanted me to always, like, figure out the change without a calculator. Like, you gotta work on your mental math. Like, can't rely on a calculator. So now I don't use a calculator. I remember really struggling in the beginning to calculate in my head, and one of the waitresses was like, dang, American math classes are terrible. (laughs) I've heard that too. (laughs) Yeah. But now I think I'm pretty good at it. Like, I I think I'm pretty fast at it, like, when I go out to eat too, Mm -hmm. so positive thing that came out of yeah have you ever thought about what customers think about kids working in the restaurant 
a lot of them would say, oh, you're such a nice kid, like, helping your parents. <laughs> and you're like, little did you know I was forced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time my parents had to leave or to get, like, their citizenship. And so I had to take a day off from school. And then this customer was like, why are you not in school? Yeah, I think they thought I just, like, dropped out and started working full time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think there's maybe like three types of customers. So there's the type that think kids working is super cute and are like amused by it. And then there's a group that's probably just neutral, like whatever. And there's another group who's probably like super against it and like super judgy and like don't understand. I remember reading the reviews for a restaurant and the reviews were like, oh, food is decent whatever whatever and then they also mentioned but it was super strange the cashier is like an eight-year-old <laughs> and she was standing on a stool i don't know i feel like is it like the kid in the age issue or is it like the trust like oh i don't know if they're able to do this or if they can do it correctly like give me the right amount of money I think it's the age because I had some customers who would tell my parents, like, you should let your daughter, like, go out and have fun. She's always at this restaurant. And in my head, I was like, thank you. But (laughs) (laughs) you're like, keep going. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get this on recording? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's because they feel bad that the kid is always working. And, yeah, there were moments where I wished I wasn't at the restaurant working. Did you ever have that? Oh, of course. Um, In high school, I had to work every Sunday. And so I could never... I mean, it's not like I had friends or plans anyway. But I just knew I couldn't do anything Sundays. And then, of course, like on social media, you see your friends like hanging out and doing whatever. And so I was kind of jealous of that. But I think um, some of my friends would ask me to hang out or invite me to stuff. And I would be like, sorry, my parents said I have to work without even asking my parents because I would just feel guilty. Mm-hmm. But it's also a good excuse to get out of hanging out if you don't yeah, want exactly. to. <laughs> There's pros and cons. <laughs> How do you think working in the restaurant affected your childhood or like your parents being in the restaurant? When my parents first moved to Virginia, we had to have a babysitter. And so I didn't see my parents very often then. But then we got rid of the babysitter. So I had to go to work every day with my parents. And most of my time was spent watching TV or my brother and I, we had to get very creative because like we spent like 11 hours a day at this restaurant. And so I remember we would make our own board games or I would draw like our favorite cartoon characters and we would play with those. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we had to like think outside the box and come up with ways to pass the time. Yeah, I think a lot of kids are like addicted to technology because that's all they have. Like the parents can't, I mean, I don't know if they can't think of anything else for the kid to do. So it's just so easy to like stick an iPad in their hands and they're occupied. I know a lot of like kids in my family, they're like addicted to their iPad and that's like all they do. And then their eyesight is like really bad and yeah. So how did you feel whenever your parents had to work late or like on weekends and such? Um, my parents would like take turns going home. And so I usually went home around after dinner. so like 8pm. Yeah, so I didn't really have a problem with like weekends or getting off late. Yeah. Did you have to like leave when the restaurant closed? 
Yeah, I had to do that when I was younger before I could drive. But I think another common thing amongst Fujonese like families is that since the parents are always working, then the grandparents will take care of the kids. So I don't know about you, but I have always lived with my grandparents. And so since that's all I knew growing up, I think I thought that was normal. Yeah, especially amongst um, like Chinese people. And so whenever I had to talk about my family in school, they would be like, wait, you live with your grandparents? Like, why? That's so weird. And I just didn't understand why they thought it was weird. And I didn't realize that none of them like lived with their grandparents. And then when I went to college, like I was pretty old and I I thought it was still a Chinese thing. And so when none of my non-Fujonese, but like Chinese friends um, didn't live with their grandparents and they thought it was weird. I was just like, what is this? It was like, just like shattering my world. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where did their grandparents live then? Um, I'm not sure, but I think a lot of my friends, their relatives are all in China or they just like live separately. Oh, yeah. Because my grandparents would also stay with us for a certain period of time or they would live with my uncle. Yeah, I think um some people in my family, the grandparents are like the the daycare service, you know, and mm-hmm. so all their children's, all their grandkids get dropped off at their house. Like it's not just one set of siblings; it's just like all the siblings, and then you just play with your cousins all day. <laughs> yeah, I think I was more close to my grandparents than I was to my parents growing up. How did you feel when things were hosted on the weekends, like school events? So there sometimes I knew my parents didn't have time. I think a lot of times I didn't even bring up the thing or event mm-hmm. to my parents because yeah. I didn't want them to feel bad about not being able to make it, but I also knew mm-hmm. they couldn't make mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I remember after a while I stopped telling my parents about the parent-teacher conferences because I just knew they didn't have time or like it wouldn't help them very much. Oh yeah, I don't think my parents went to a single one. Actually, I know yeah. they didn't. <laughs> I think they went to one and stopped. Yeah, whenever I hear something's on the weekend, I immediately think, oh, that won't work for my parents. And even if things were on like a school night, like ceremonies or concerts and such, um, I'd be like, oh, it's like at six or seven. That's like dinner rush at the restaurant. Like they can't come. Like I was just so used to thinking that way. Like that would be my first thought. Yeah. I know for my brother, he really wanted my dad to watch his tennis games. And that just never happened. Oh, that's so sad. I think having these experiences, I really hope that when I have kids, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything your parents missed out of yours that you're sad about? Um, I think in middle school and high school, I was just not involved in anything. But <laughs> <laughs> graduation day, only one of my parents could come. My mom came and my brother, but then my dad had to stay behind and work at the restaurant yeah how about you um i just remember that my parents didn't come to a lot of my orchestra concerts and i think there was one where they both came and i was just like kind of stressed the whole time like i'm taking you guys away from work and you guys should be at work or you need to be at work and so in the future i just told them that they didn't need to come because i didn't want them to feel bad or like Mm -hmm. burdened and so i don't know if it was like they also just didn't want to come because (laughs) i don't think they ever came after that but i remember feeling so sad because a lot of my peers their parents would like bring flowers and their whole family would come and watch them and like just say nice things to them after they're done and um i would just be all alone and just go straight to my car and drive home like it never happened (laughs) 
like some award ceremonies they wouldn't come to my piano recitals I think it was usually just like one parent came because it was always on the weekend and I think I was the only one whose parents couldn't come and so my piano teacher was like oh you should try to get your parents to come because you know it'd be Mm -hmm. nice but no other like student had that problem and then yeah I don't think my parents came to a single uh, parent-teacher conference and one of the saddest things that I remember is they didn't come to my kindergarten graduation Um, Mm -hmm. I think that day every single student's parents came and then afterwards they drove them home and so I was the only kid left in the classroom to like ride the bus home. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure my teacher felt really bad for me. She was like, here, I'll personally walk you to the buses. And to this day, I don't know if my parents couldn't come or they just didn't know what was going on. You yeah. should ask them. Probably didn't know, honestly. Yeah, I think there were a lot of moments where we felt like lonely or yeah. abandoned because of the restaurant. I just wish that their hours were a little more normal quote-unquote normal Mm -hmm. you know um they have such long hours from like 10 a.m to 10 p.m or whatever and i think when i was younger um i had my bedtime was like 9 or 10 and so and i would leave before them to go to school and so i just never saw them because i'd leave before they wake up and then when before they come home, I have to be in bed. And so it was just this constant cycle of like not seeing them. And I think when I was little, I was like, oh, it's finally the weekend. I can finally see my parents, which is so sad. Like we live in the same house and I yeah. barely could talk to them. And um, I think that's why I felt a little distant from them when I was younger, because we literally just never talked. I also like didn't have a phone. And so the way I communicate with my parents was I had this whiteboard and we would just like write messages Mm -hmm. to each other. I would write like, hey mom, please sign this form and like leave the form there and she would respond or like leave me messages or I'd be like, hey mom, I need someone to pick me up from school tomorrow. Thanks. (laughs) It's like texting but not and she'd be like, okay, this person will pick you up. And going along those lines, um... My parents couldn't even pick me up from school when I had to be picked up or like from my piano lessons. And so at one point they hired someone to, it was like someone we knew, but they paid her to like specifically drive me. (laughs) Your own chauffeur. Yeah. One time I finished my piano lesson and my dad forgot to pick me up. (laughs) Oh my god. Like the student after me had already finished and they got picked up. And my piano teacher was like, you're still here? Mm -hmm. I don't think that was a work-related thing. I think that's just my dad forgetting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my, and we didn't have phones back then either. Yeah, I had to use my piano teacher's house phone to call. (laughs) I remember one time my brother and I, we were just like stuck outside. And then our neighbor or one of the other kids who got off the bus, he told his mom, I think. And then she called our restaurant, I think, (laughs) to get my dad to come. There was this one time I finished a summer program and at the end of it, there was a chance for all the parents to come to showcase what we've done. And so I remember everyone's parents coming and like looking at their project and my parents couldn't come and they even they couldn't even pick me up. And so like one of our restaurant workers had to come pick me up and I was so sad because I worked all week on this project, but they couldn't even Mm -hmm. see it. Oh, that's really sad. And yeah, I also remember having school projects and then my parents like didn't have time to help me. Yeah, or they couldn't understand. Mm -hmm. And that too. How did you feel about holidays or like did you ever get a chance to celebrate or go on vacations with your family? 
I only remember having two vacations with my parents and one of them I was really little so I don't remember that much and the other one was in middle school when we went on a cruise and that's the first time like I remember like the whole trip. We had to get our relatives to come and work at the restaurant because my parents don't trust people outside our family to handle the money Mm -hmm. and so that's why like it was so rare for us to leave together. Oh I also remember we went to the mall together. That was, like, a really big thing for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was also the last time. How about you? So, I think something that people don't really think about is that holidays equals more business and more money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And so, they don't want to take a break from holidays like Christmas or New Year's. So, since it's going to be more busy, they need extra hands. And so, they would ask us to work on those holidays. Um, I've never, like, gone to a holiday party, like, in high school with my friends. Well, not that I got invited, but (laughs) (laughs) I think there's some other underlying issues here. But I just, I think in the beginning, I was really upset that I had to work during these holidays. But then eventually, I just got used to it. And so every year, I'd be like, okay, I'm, I would just plan for it, honestly, before my parents Mm -hmm. asked me. And even if I did get asked, I'd be like, I would tell my friends, like, I probably have to work. It was like, I think it took me a while to accept because I think especially around Christmas, I always had to work Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And, you know, like I see these families celebrating Christmas, like opening gifts with their family and their parents are off for work. And I just thought that was so fun and like that sense of like family bonding I really Mm -hmm. wanted and so I remember setting up a Christmas tree and then setting up like Christmas lights with my dad and Mm -hmm. I just wish that it was like that all the time I guess but then I started to think of it differently so when we work on holidays it's like bonding together there but just at the restaurant but also like holidays people tip nicely so (laughs) (laughs) yeah I remember my friends would ask me why I was open on Christmas and that was the first time where I realized that it was kind of weird to open on Christmas, but they don't know that Christmas is also the busiest time of the year. Like, you have no idea how many families don't want to cook, and so all of them just go to Chinese restaurants because it's the only thing that's open. Or people would ask me, like, why are you even open on Christmas? And, I mean, like, not everyone in the world celebrates Christmas, so... Yeah, and it's like a day to make money, so they're gonna take it. Especially, I don't know about your family, but we just don't even really celebrate Christmas. I mean, we're not religious, so... What I do remember is that my family went to New York a lot. I don't know if it's like a Ujoni thing also, but I don't know. We're like, since we live in Virginia, it's like not that far. And so I think a lot of three-day weekends, we would go and... I would tell my friends that I went to New York and they're like, what the heck? Because I think in their eyes, going to New York is like some like vacation. Like you don't go just for nothing. Like you go to have fun or like do touristy things. But for our family, it was just like kind of like a getaway, see relatives and just eat Chinese food. Yeah, my parents would go to New York like a couple of times a year. And that's like the only only other place they visited and left the restaurant for. Yeah, I think people think, why do you go if it's such a long drive for, and you're going for such a short amount of time? But our workers would go to New York for one day, like for their day off, and just come right back. I had a worker that did that too. He also had a gambling addiction though. <laughs> Every week he would go to New York. The night he got off work, he would take the bus to New York and then spend like a whole day there and then come back the next day to work. Yeah. And in terms of family vacations, 
it was very rare that we had them. When I was in high school, I think, my mom said, hey, we're going to go on a cruise. And so I was really happy. And I think I mentioned my dad and my mom's like, oh, he's not coming. And then I just got really sad because, I don't know, if I were my dad and seeing my whole family go on vacation, that's kind of sad. But also, I just felt sad that he couldn't come with us. And I was like, can't you like find someone to work? And they just, they said they couldn't. And so that was really hard for me because I think I just like to think of it from both sides. Like, I want my dad there, but also being my dad, like, FOMO, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) FOMO for him. Yeah, and there was this one summer where I was going to China, and so my parents switched off, basically. So I think I went to China with my dad, and then he came back early on his own, and then my mom came, and then we came back with her. So I guess that was nice. They both got to go, but not the same time. My parents did that too. Like my mom would leave and then my she would come back and my dad would go. Yeah. Dang, I didn't know this was like a thing. <laughs> oh, I also remember since my dad couldn't come to my high school graduation, I kept pestering at him afterwards. Like, are you going to come to my college graduation? And then he would say, yeah. So I was really excited. But that never happened. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> yeah. I think work was always on my parents' mind, which I felt bad about. But I think that's just, that just comes with owning a business in general. But there were times where I'd be shopping at the mall with my mom and she'd get a phone call about work or like a worker. And like work comes first, you know, like when you're the boss, you can't just forget about work. And I always felt sad that like they never get a break. And I think whenever my parents are making plans, they, they always think about work. Like, oh, that day of the week, this worker's off, so I can't do that. I, I think I started adapting their mentality also and like I would just think of all these things before even asking. Yeah I think it's interesting how like our lives are so intertwined with our parents because of this restaurant. Most kids like they don't probably don't know what their parents do at work. Yeah exactly. Even if I wanted to text my parents like anything or like a meme even um, I wouldn't do it around when it's busy because I know they wouldn't respond or I would I would refrain from like calling them when it's like lunch or dinner rush. Yeah, like even at school, they would send me documents or stuff related to the restaurant to help with that. Just never goes away. So with spending so much time in the restaurant, what was your relationship like with the workers? So when I was younger, I think I was a lot closer to them because I had nothing to do. But (laughs) (laughs) they were like my only friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And then as I got older and technology became a thing, I spent more time on my computer or doing homework and I started talking to them less. Yeah, like I guess when you're a kid, you're like, you know, you talk to everyone. Yeah, but we had this one sushi chef that I talked to a lot because we worked near the same area. And yeah, he was really nice. Like I told him about how I was dating because yeah, he was just super chill. Like I could trust him. <laughs> yeah. I think um most workers are like I mean, of course they're like adults, but most of them were like grown men and I don't know, being like a little girl around them was kind of weird. I think I felt really uncomfortable when I was younger. Um first like I have nothing to talk about, but two, I was just kind of afraid of them, I think. Yeah, I think sometimes I felt like that too. Like we had so many people like come and go over the years and yeah, some of them did creep me out a little. I think for the most part, they were either Chinese or Hispanic. And so there's just kind of like a language barrier with either. Like I can't speak Chinese that well and then I couldn't speak Spanish that well. And so, I mean, I don't expect to like be best friends with (laughs) our restaurant workers, but yeah. We have this one 
worker and he's basically like family like my dad and him they'll go fishing and he's hispanic so my dad likes to say he can cook chinese food better than chinese people because like actual chinese dishes because he's taught him and he'll just like come to our house and like his kids will run around so i think that's nice you can form like a really close relationship with your boss or workers yeah i agree we had some people come back and work after they left for a couple years and it was just nice how they still remembered us they would be like oh i remember when you were so little running around this restaurant oh my gosh um that reminded me do you ever have customers that like come in and talk about when you're little yeah i'm like i don't know who you are (laughs) yes oh my gosh they'll come in be like hey um how's college or whatever like and i'd be like who are you but i just go with it because if they know me slash they know i'm in college and whatnot i feel like it's okay i mean i don't like give away personal information but i just like go along with the conversation and then they like know my name but i don't know their name so it's like really awkward i'm like who are you and then they'll always tell me like i remember when you were this tall or this old and you'd run around i'm like okay cool yeah i get that all the time <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude, but it's just like I don't know how, like, how to respond. I had some customers, though, that I actually got to know. And in my town, there's a lot of elderly people. So it's just normal that we had a lot of older customers at our restaurant. And like my family, we became like friends with some of these customers. I remember there was this one couple. They were really nice. And they would um, they bought me and my brother like these giant um, teddy bears once. And I still have them. And then, yeah, it was always nice when they came. We would talk to them. But the husband passed away. And then his wife, she was handicapped, and so she stopped coming too. We had this other customer, her husband also passed away, and then she stopped coming. Yeah, I, a lot of my mom's friends were the customers, or she had a close relationship with a lot of customers, and I think it's kind of cool that they like remember people by name and then like can remember their orders and such. I remember making friends with a lot of customers when I was little. There was this one man, my parents thought he was sketchy. (laughs) You're like, no, he's my friend. He he was like in his 60s. And (laughs) my gosh. Uh, my brother became friends with him first. We were both like in elementary school. And so whenever he came, we would talk to him about random stuff. And I remember one time he told us that there was a lot of trash outside a restaurant. He was like against littering. And so he made us, made me and my brother pick up trash outside our restaurant. And my dad was uh. like, what are you guys doing out here? <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. Oh my gosh. I guess that's good. I don't yeah. really know. <laughs> He was the guy who told me about how Chinese families favor sons more. He also passed away, though. A lot of old friends that passed away. Oh my gosh. I feel like having your friends pass away is like a experience a lot of older people go through. But you're like going through it now. There's this one customer. He came in and my cousin and I were playing cards. And so he's like, oh, can I see those cards? Like, I want to show you a magic trick. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I really wanted to know how he did it. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't tell us. So I just Googled it. And now it's like the only trick i know how to do (laughs) sometimes i show it to people (laughs) yeah we also had customers that would come and like like entertain me and my brother did you guys have like super regular customers that came all the time yep there's this other elderly couple they would come a couple times a week like four or five times a week and they lived like an hour away (gasps) what yeah and they started coming when i was really little like when i was like five years old and my mom started calling them mom and dad and so my brother and i we started calling them grandpa and grandma and so they naturally became like family to us and then all the waitresses and all the chefs would call them mom and dad too i still talk to them it's always nice to just come back from college and like like catch up 
Wait, yeah. that's crazy. It wasn't like on the way to work or anything. It was like just they wanted to come. Yeah. The yeah, they stopped working. Wait, that's crazy though. Like I don't go out to eat in general four to five times a week. They don't have any kids of their own. And so they just suddenly had like 10 kids. Kids of varying ages. Yeah. <laughs> Grandkids. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like as I got older, I realized how different we were. And I started talking to them about politics. And I learned that they actually kind of supported Trump. And it was like the complete opposite of me. We would debate about these kind of things. But then afterwards, like I would watch puppy videos with them. It's like, okay, we can set aside our differences. Yeah. <laughs> Thing. I'm still mind blown about the <laughs> hour drive. They were also so like helpful too. Like whenever one of the waitresses wanted to go shopping or something, like they would drive all the way down and then like drive her to the mall or like help my dad fix something at the restaurant. They were just really nice people. Or nice wow. people. Yeah. Still here. <laughs> yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you is are you sick of like the restaurant food? No, I am not. What? <laughs> Every time <laughs> Whenever I went to college, I missed it so much, so I always went to that one Chinese takeout restaurant in our neighborhood. I don't remember what it was called, but I remember always going there and thinking, like, my parents would be so disappointed at me if they found out I was (laughs) paying for another restaurant's Chinese food. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wait, but you're sick of it? Um, okay, so, kind of. So, like, I- I just felt like ordering from other Chinese restaurants is like betrayal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, well, my parents can make this, so why would I buy it from someone else? Yeah. Even though they're like 100 miles away. <laughs> but, um, so I've never ordered from another Chinese restaurant before, like takeout, but I would go to the mall to go shopping with my family and we'd go to the food court to eat. My mom preferred like the Chinese option. And so we would eat from there. And so I'm like, okay, if she's doing it, then it's fine. But I just never ordered it on my own. But I don't think I'll ever get tired of my own restaurant's food. Okay, maybe in general, but Mm -hmm. I guess I'm biased. (laughs) But I think like eating it reminds me of home because Mm -hmm. it's like, it is home basically and like where we grew up. Yeah. In the restaurant. So even though it's not like actual Chinese food, it's like very Americanized, it's still just very like nostalgic. So it brings back good memories. Yeah, I agree. When I was little, I like did get sick of it sometimes. But whenever I came back for college, I would get general chicken like every single day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I miss like when we had our buffet restaurant because I could just, I would take like one piece of literally everything. Yeah. (laughs) And I'd have the most random plate. (laughs) But now my parents only have a takeout restaurant. Mm -hmm. And so if I want something, I have to like ask for it. Usually it's like I eat a lot of one thing rather Mm -hmm. than... I think I'll continue going to buffets. I think, like, going to hibachi restaurants and Chinese buffets, it's, like, it's very nostalgic and fun. But it also makes me sad at the same time that, like, we don't have ours anymore. I would just, like, go to the buffets and get anything I wanted. I I loved, like, the random desserts that we had. (laughs) Yes, that was my favorite. (laughs) And the fried section. (laughs) When I was younger, we always had our Chinese New Year celebrations in the restaurant. And those memories were just so fun. And, like, I would look forward to that day of the year every single year. Um, We'd close the restaurant early, and then we invited so many people. And I thought it was so cool and helpful. I would, like, push the tables together. Oh, I remember doing that, too. Set the plates up. (laughs) And then when the guests come up, like, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> That's my that work. Was so much fun. Yeah. And then all the kids would be reunited. And um, even though there was so much, like, good food, I think we all just ate as fast as possible so that we could play together. Yeah. We would turn on our karaoke machine. We also, mm-hmm. um, do you know, like, those papers you toss in the fire? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, we would do that in the back of our restaurant. Oh, I did it at the back of my restaurant, but <laughs> I remember doing that. Yeah, my parents would set up like a video camera and record the whole night, which I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know if we still have that footage, but it was cool. And I would constantly run back and forth in front of the camera because I wanted more screen time. <laughs> like early vlogger days. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Or I didn't want to make it obvious that I was doing it. And so mm-hmm. I'll just walk back and forth <laughs> pretending like I needed something. I also remember like my mom asked me to record it. I don't even, I think I lost all the footage. <laughs> Oops. Oh. I remember like while we were celebrating though, the restaurant was still open. We still had customers. And oh so gosh. we would have to like get up. You know what that reminds me of? So at our college, there's this Chinese restaurant where a lot of Asian dorings host parties. Oh, yeah. And so people would be coming in drunk and like start dancing and whatnot. And there's still customers in the restaurant. They'd still be like operating. Oh, I never saw the customers. I saw the, or I thought they closed for us to have the party, but I guess business never stops. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this one couple sitting there like eating. And then all these drunk college kids just come in and they're like, what's going on? I They might have just thought we were like customers. But no, no, no. <laughs> That's not why we're there. I was always curious about the workers who were, like, chaperoning, like, watching us dance. Oh, like, my God, yeah. In my head, like, I knew if my parents were doing this, they would be judging us so hard. <laughs> yeah, so for those of you that don't know, like, the restaurant let us have our parties there. But then some of the workers or the owner, I guess, would stand there and just watch us to make sure we weren't, like, damaging anything or doing mm-hmm. anything illegal or wrong. And I just remember, like, staring at them because... It's I like- would stare <laughs> at them, too. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, it's so weird. They're, like, older individuals, and they're like, what do they think? Like, and are they, like, entertained? Are they grossed out? Like, sometimes I'll watch my friends, like, grind on each other. I'm, like, grossed out. I wanted to talk to them and be like, so what do you think about all these kids? <laughs> Me, too. And, like... <laughs> I never, I'm not into parties, so I never did anything, but I just really want to know their perspective. But also, knowing that they're there, I was just like, okay, I wouldn't want to do anything in the first place because they can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like I'm like doing this in front of my parents. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> and like, even though I don't know them and I never have to see them again, I just was so uncomfortable. But then I guess yeah. the people that are drunk, they don't notice. I remember trying <laughs> to be on my best behavior and be like, I'm not like them. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just because I'm here, I know I'm here, but, like, I'm not like them. Dang. Those are some interesting memories. Oh, my gosh. We should have talked to them. It's, like, been their We friend. should have. Let's go back and visit UVA. <laughs> Wait, did you ever eat there? One of my friends invited me to eat there, and I was very against it at first, but we ended up going. And whenever I go eat at Chinese restaurants, I compare it to my restaurant. Oh, my God. Me, too. My parents do that, too. I was telling him, like, I think my restaurant's food is better. <laughs> yeah, no bias at all. I always wanted to go there. So I asked someone to go with me, and they're like, um, no, that's disgusting. <laughs> it's like tied to very <laughs> sweaty college kids. Remember when we had a party at our school's, like, KFT? Oh, yeah. I never, I didn't go to that, but. I didn't either. I just, like, every time after that when I went, I imagined, like, people on the tables dancing. Oh, my God.
I know we listed a bunch of things that were sad that were associated with the restaurant business, but was there anything positive that came out of it? So I think a very unique aspect of it is that we got to spend time with our parents at their workplace, which I feel like a lot of kids don't experience. And so you get to see like for yourself what they're doing. And I think it just made me appreciate them and their business more because it's not like they're intentionally choosing to miss out on all these like things in my life or holidays they're doing it because to make money and to support us and so it's not like for selfish reasons like obviously i don't think they want to be there 24 7 but yeah it also made me more understanding of anyone that works in the restaurant industry in general i think you gain all these customer service skills and like you learn that a lot of people out there are just bad annoying people And so when I go to restaurants, I think I'm more patient and understanding and um, I start to tip more. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? When I was being a waitress, some people would tip me like 50 cents or like nothing. Yeah. And so I always make sure to tip when I go out to eat. And yes, there were a lot of moments where I wish I wasn't at the restaurant, but like I wouldn't have had a lot of the experiences or seen things that I wouldn't have otherwise. Like being at the the birth scene of the waitress <laughs> and, and I was like the first person to hold her baby Aww, or oh my gosh. and the relationships you formed yeah even though I didn't have a lot of friends at school I had a lot of older friends at my restaurant <laughs> yeah that'll show those popular kids at school <laughs> oh yeah so when you go to a restaurant just be nice <laughs> to the workers like they have a tough job like it may not seem like it but it honestly sucks sometimes like maybe we can talk about this in the future but we have so many stories about us just like ranting and complaining about customers about how annoying they are and i just think customer is not always right <laughs> and also a lot of chinese restaurants the workers they come from new york and they like bust different restaurants and so a lot of them don't get to see their families for most of the year yeah and they never talk about it i didn't think about it until i got older either it's a very hard and strenuous industry to be in but they just have to to support their families and themselves we had a very short list of pros (laughs) our pros list turned into sad things again (laughs) (laughs) oh um having free food is like nice oh yeah that's true (laughs) you'll never go hungry Oh, and when I was younger, if my friends came, um, we would always give them free food. And I just felt cool. Like, I'm this, like, a star. Like, I can give out this food. Like, free yeah. food. <laughs> Did your family ever, like, cater for anything? Um, Like, for school events? Yeah. I just remember whenever we had parties, I would just bring in my restaurant food. <laughs> oh, yeah. At my um, recitals, we would eat afterwards, and so parents brought food, and then at school, whenever they needed it, my mom liked doing it because it was, like, advertisement, (laughs) basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even in college, they, like, catered our cultural orgs. In second grade, we were learning about China, and so (laughs) as a field trip, like, after we finished the topic, we took a field trip to my restaurant. (laughs) Okay, wait, that's kind of (laughs) weird. It was so weird walking in with my class. It's so weird when the teachers come in because it's like they're your authority figure Mm -hmm. in school, but then here you're like taking their order or whatnot. Yeah. (laughs) I remember the science teachers used to go out and eat together, and so they would come to my restaurant. Oh my gosh. My elementary school, the teachers would order from my restaurant, like order delivery, and I just thought it was so weird. I'd be in class and my family or someone from my restaurant would 
would come to my school to deliver food. Yeah. I think our restaurant also, I don't know, connected us with our community. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's a positive thing that came out of it too, I guess. <laughs> We're like digging for the pros here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had this one kid, he was like, my dad said I should start dating you so I can get free Chinese food. Oh my god. I mean, he's straightforward. (laughs) He's honest. (laughs) This is really, really embarrassing. When I was in elementary school, I brought my restaurant's business cards to school and I put them in my desk and I wanted to so casually like pass them out and like advertise for my restaurant. I was doing marketing for my restaurant at like 10 years old. Businesswoman. (laughs) You know how we were talking about for Valentine's Day, you give out stuff to all your classmates? Yeah. There was a period where I gave out those wall scroll calendars. Oh, like the really big ones? Yeah. With the ladies on them? Oh my god. (laughs) Or like any like zodiac animals or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my god. I thought it was so cool back in the day and now I'm so embarrassed thinking about it. Like, I think that would be cool. Like, I would be excited if I got this giant calendar yeah so like everyone had like a brown paper bag to hold all their valentines in and so you just go around and like put your valentines in all and they're really small you know but my calendars are bigger than the bag so i remember <laughs> like if i put it in their bag it would like topple over i'll put it on the side and i just like oh it was so weird because i just didn't like being different i guess mm-hmm. but there's this really depressing day where i saw someone he put the whole calendar in the trash what yeah i was so sad like if you're gonna throw it away like can't you do it at home <laughs> oh that's so sad we will give them out to our customers and they really like them yeah. we have this customer that has been coming for a long time and he said that he has one from every single year from like Dang. the time he started coming for it's been like I don't know, maybe 10 years yeah and he said he hangs them all in his house just like in a row whoa that's so cool we appreciate our loyal customers but going back to your valentine's day story so basically i wanted to get those mini valentine's day cards to pass out to my classmates and my brother also needed some too and so we went to the dollar store and none of us knew what they looked like or like what kind of package they came in and so we picked up these two cards that we thought were valentine's day cards but when we got home and opened them we realized that they were actually thankful cards and happy birthday cards (laughs) and so i thought i was smart and i used a sharpie to cross out all of the thank yous and happy birthdays and replaced it with um happy valentine's day and all of them and then my brother and i we passed them out in class the very next day oh my god that's so funny Well, that's it for this episode of So Yellow. We hope you enjoy listening to our stories about working at our parents' restaurants. Yeah, we hope at least some of you could relate if you grew up in the restaurant or if your parents owned or worked in one. So, if you enjoyed what you heard, we'd love if you subscribe to the podcast to be notified of our future episodes. Until next time, bye! bye.